Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the first episode of our podcast. This week we explore why some reps seem to ramp faster than others and tactics we can use if we find ourselves in the middle of a, of a sales slump. So let's get right into it. Keep it simple. Be transparent. Don't be afraid to express your ideas. We don't shy away from tough conversations. Aim to win. It's all about give a shit factor. podcast we don't actually have a name for the show yet we're probably going to have to pull the sales group or audience to see what we should call this uh, but this is the show that is designed to help you grow your career and yourself at town square interactive i am the host brian dickerson thanks for listening we hope everybody's having a great selling month um this week, we're going to discuss how to accelerate the ramping process, so how to ramp fast when you're when you're newer to the sales process, and then also how to get out of a slump if you hit a slump as a, a veteran sales rep. And by the end of the show, um, you're going to have a better understanding of how we as salespeople um, can help ourselves grow and accelerate and then pull ourselves out of a slump if we end up hitting a sales slump because it basically happens to everybody at some point in your career. My host is Nick Rico. You know him, you love him. He's the director of Inside Sales at Town Square Interactive. How you doing, my man? What's up, buddy? How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. So how are you feeling in here? Uh, it's new. This is definitely new. It's the first time we've actually had a conversation with a bunch of cameras and microphones in our face. I feel super famous right now. <laughs> I feel good. real good. You are super famous, I man. believe that. Um, so look, let's get into this, right? Look, struggling to ramp we have you know a great culture a great company we're growing so fast mm -hmm. and what that means like you know you're hiring some of these guys and girls is they're either newer to our sales process right. within six months three months whatever yep. or they're new to sales in general haven't really done it that much and then we've got our veterans our guys that have been there yeah. our guys that know how to do it and um you know, they have their own growth process and that kind of thing as well, right? 100%. So let's talk first about ramping, right? As a sales professional, mm -hmm. we both had to go, you know, same thing for us, right? Yeah. Why do we struggle to ramp? I, I think that's the biggest question because we can talk about, all right, how do, what can I do to accelerate my, my growth? What can I do to ramp fast? But what's the reason that I wouldn't ramp fast? I think the biggest thing is we don't, we don't own we don't own the process. We assume just like anything else, right? When I, when we hire somebody in the interview process, it's what's your training like, mm -hmm. right? So we're assuming that if I go through training or I go through a hot pot or I go through these things, that I'm going to be given everything I need. That's absolutely true. You're going to be given every resource you need. However, are we taking an active stance on our development or are we taking a reactive stance, right? Reactive in the sense of, hey, here's what you need to do. Now go do it. So I'm being told what to do versus, all right, it's after five o'clock. It's before eight o'clock. How am I how am I taking care, extreme ownership of my own development process and what am I really important into my skill set? Yeah, it's funny, right? Like when you're new to anything, any job, any, especially like a sales career, right? right. Like you kind of walk into it thinking you know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. But until you've had the experience in all the different situations that you're going to have with like a prospect or like um, a client and all that stuff, you really don't know what you're getting into. Yeah. So like 
you can have a sales process, but if you don't have the experience behind the sales process, mm -hmm. you're gonna have you're gonna have a, a tough time. And I yeah. think you just have to like basically have that problem, yeah, to to get good, right? Well, the pro then the pro the problem is is that you got to get kicked in the teeth a hundred times a day, not and not by not cold calling, right? What I'm saying is make a hundred mistakes a day. And the problem is we give up and mistake fifty, or we give up on the five thousandth mistake. Right, Malcolm Gladwell talked about the ten thousand hours. Right, how long are we really pouring into something before we stop? You got to yeah. become a master at it. So you got to go through those failures. You got to get kicked in the teeth. But I think, like you said, you got to you've got to be able to um, go through those experiences to understand what's coming next. Was well, so get so that people even our our people that are listening to this right now may yeah. not even know your background. Right, right? so. What's your sales background? So I came out, uh, came out of school. Uh, first sales job I had was selling paper. Right? Paper? Dunder Mifflin, right? It was exactly <laughs> like that. Uh, uh, and there was, a, and it was also, I'll leave the stories alone. But I sold paper for a year. After a year, I was got off at it. I was doing more logistics and warehouse management than I was paper because I just I hated the selling piece of it. Mm. So I almost went back to school to go to physical therapy and then by chance got an opportunity to go sell medical devices with a new company. I remember this um, now. Yeah. Yeah. So I went and uh, started as a technician uh, and then went from, you know, managing myself to managing eight or nine people in Arizona, running the Arizona area. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was literally chasing doctors down, right? In their in their offices, in their hospitals, talking to them while they're cutting. Best place to pitch a doctor is when he's scrubbing him for a surgery because he can't leave legally, <laughs> right? So it went from that. And then I got out of medical uh, outside sales and went to pure inside digital sales, which is... Mm -hmm phone right lied yeah. through my teeth to get a job right? good for you i okay. started cold calling and then realized <laughs> oh my gosh this is actually what it is so it's a sink or swim moment mm -hmm. uh, i fell in love with it and went for, went to another company Gannett, and then came here <laughs> who so what year were you selling paper 2007 like how does that who do you sell paper to uh anybody anybody like, like, think about it right so one of our biggest clients was nordstrom's okay right? so we would uh we had this big nordstrom's account um we'd go after this you know whales per se mm -hmm. right and then you got these little i had one client uh i think it was omnipresent and it was just a local shop that needed receipt rolls right so anybody that needs a receipt roll think about people go to staples and buy 12 yeah. receipt rolls yeah right? and you're get and do, and you have probably like common object common paper objections yeah. right yeah how much how much is it how many cases can i get can yeah. i get more cases i don't i can get this at staples why do i gotta uh, pay the shipping staples yeah. objection it's like literally all the objections you get in the office yeah. is what i was getting right Okay. Yeah, because I've 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 found that it doesn't matter where you go, the objection is always like not interested, yeah. too busy, don't have time, cost too much. But it's all false. Yeah, false 100%. objections. Um, that's pretty funny. I I actually have a graphic design degree, and I thought I was going to be a graphic designer. And when I got out of school, I looked for graphic design jobs, and I realized that the sales jobs were where you made all the money. Yeah, no, no lie, right? Right. And my and my mom sold radio advertising, and I don't know why, but I just thought I could do it. Yeah. And I found out, you know, quick that I wasn't great at it, and that it was a process. Mm -hmm. But it really wasn't until I got here at Town Square that I really learned how to sell. Like right. I had a sales job, and I was like good at yeah. sales. But I became great after going through our process. Right. But it was even with the experience, it was still a struggle. So, like, I can imagine what you know a rep that's under six months, even under like three years, yeah, that's that's working for us or anywhere really, what that's like because you're all, everybody's going to have that same problem 
in the beginning. Yeah, and a lot of times you have to, I think you have to, even when you join a new company or join a new role or whatever it might be, you have to wash yourself of everything you've ever known. That's how you ramp the fastest is be a clean slate. Right? Absolutely. The reality is you come in, whether you have experience or no experience, you have your expectations of what you think something is or what you think it should be, or maybe you watch Boiler Room one too many times <laughs> think it should be I that. that. <laughs> right? And, and so you come up with these expectations of this is what I'm going to do or I need to do, mm-hmm. and you stop paying attention to what we're teaching you to do, which is the answers to the test. Yeah, so I have some some key points on this uh, that I really think are important for for people to like realize if they're if they're in the ramping process or they're trying to grow, right? And one of the things that I see from salespeople, and even I did this, is that we kind of only put in the work when we're on the clock. Yeah, right. So. You know, we have our deliberate practice. We have our times where we train. We have our times where we're, you know, practicing as a group. And if that's the only time that we're practicing, then we're not doing enough. Yeah. Right? That's like so – that's like us saying um, here is – you know, it's it's just limiting – ourselves and our employees to only give them that amount of time they got to take it and run with it and do it on their own so i always see people that clock in at nine clock out at five and never think and about it, it again this is, i mean is it the easy analogy is kobe mj right mm-hmm. did they only get good when phil jackson held practice no kobe was in the gym at four in the morning kobe was taking shots before and after mm-hmm. the, their sessions right mm-hmm. and so that's when you get good that's when you master things when you can slow it down and you don't have to and look at the end of the day you took the sales job because you made more money. We don't make more money because we took the job. We took, we make more money because we worked the job. Right. So as salespeople, our money's made when we're selling, not when we're learning. So we have to find creative times to learn. That's whether a good it's point. being intentional during the day or whether it's uh, doing it at night or on the weekends or making sacrifices. And I'm sure we'll get to that later on. Yeah. What do you think the biggest problem is for somebody that's somewhat new other than just the learning curve of like, I haven't been in all the situations? For a new, like new salesperson? Yeah. Well, I think... I think we forget the job we're getting into because we've had we're pro- at that point, we've probably had more jobs that were uh, passive roles where you just earned a salary mm. um, versus a sales role where you, you earn what you work for. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, you know, I worked at Boston market. I worked in medical records before and Boston market. It was, yeah. it's delicious, right? <laughs> I was yep. eating real good those days, <laughs> yep. but no, you you go in, you clock in, you clock out. I don't need to take my work home. Mm-hmm. I can leave it at work. Mm-hmm. Right. When you're in sales, I'm not working a job. I'm working a skill set. Mm-hmm. And so a good salesperson says, put me in any company and I can turn on my skill set. So I think that's the reality is you're, you're creating a skill set and you happen to be employed with it. So what do you think it takes for somebody? What do you think the difference is between why somebody struggles and then why somebody accelerates? I have, I have my um, ideas on that, but what do you, what do you think the, the solution is to Anyone who's like not where they want to be, or maybe they're just taking longer to ramp. I think. Well, I think first and foremost, you got to be honest with yourself. Where are you at, right? And really challenge yourself. And I think a lot of times we want the success without working for the success, or we mm-hmm. are we blaming other people, right? Mm-hmm. And really looking at, it, say, am I really doing everything I can to be successful? Mm-hmm. And like the reality is, when I got into phone sales, I had two kids, right? Mm-hmm. I couldn't go home at night and study and listen to calls and. And practice these things over and over again. I don't have the luxuries of a single person or somebody with no kids. Yeah, I got a wife and, and two kids to take care of and spend time with. So I had to get creative. I got to work a little bit earlier. I stayed a little bit later, not too long. And I made sure the time that I used was intentional. And I went I went nuts with it. Yeah. So I was the I was the opposite. I have the, the yeah, free right? time, right? And I remember um, 
uh, some of the stuff that I actually had to sacrifice. Yeah. And you will remember this because you were a part of this story. <laughs> but um, when I first got to Town Square Interactive, I was coming off. I was coming. I worked at AT and T, and I was coming into this role with some excel, with some sales experience, and I thought I already knew how to do it. Right. But I learned when I got on the phone that I was. I did not know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I had an idea, but I was not even at the level. I got kicked in teeth over and over and over, and I was uh, put on a performance improvement <laughs> yeah. plan, which you delivered to me. This is true. Um, You're welcome. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, you know, I, at first I didn't like it. Obviously that's a PIP or performance improvement plan. Yeah. is always like a d- bad thing. And I, don't want to be told. You, that nobody suck. wants to be told that you suck right yeah. away. But, um, it was actually like the best thing for me because, and I think this was the key is I, I decided that I was going to, uh, just be good, just prove to myself that I could do this. Mm-hmm. And once I did that, I started sacrificing things and focusing 100% on getting good at this skill set. Yeah. And so, like, I didn't make it to every happy hour. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I didn't binge watch Netflix all the time. Right. I remember putting my cell phone into my desk yeah. so that it wouldn't distract me. And I remember being really like, um, I don't obsessed with like, what did I like learning in real time? Like this is something that anyone can do, right? If, if you're on a call or you're in a meeting and, and you don't get what you want out of the meeting or on the phone call, I, I would immediately say, what did I say? Or what did I do that caused this person to react this way? Right. And then I would say, all right, if I said that to me, what would I, what objection would I give myself, or how would I sell myself? Yeah. And when I once I started selling myself, I learned how to sell other people. Right. Because I'm like, well, if somebody said that to me, I would tell them this, and I'd be like, well, what should I say that would how not would make me that? say that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the pro- the problem is, is that we go, we'll go thirty, forty, fifty calls, even a day, two days, two weeks, three weeks before we even think about that. Exactly. So now you've wasted all this time figuring it out. It's the same thing. I'll use another sports analogy, right? You watch a guy strike out. Mm-hmm. That guy strikes out. What does he do? He doesn't go to the bench. He goes in the tunnel. He looks at the tape and figures out what the heck happened. Right, right away. Right away. And that's exactly what I used to do. I used to have a notebook. And if I got an objection or something happened on the call, I would write it down. And then I would kind of reverse engineer the call to yeah. figure out what to say. Right. And that really accelerated the growth. But the mindset was different. The mindset was, all right. I'm going to just give up all the stuff that I really yeah. love that I know is a distraction yeah. for 30 days, 60 days, whatever it is. Yeah. Cause in the grand scheme of things, it's my career. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a long career. So what's two months, what's three months for me to just go 100% instead of being half in half out. Yeah. And that was why I got off that performance improvement plan. Yeah. Well, it just comes down to priorities, right? And no one's saying don't watch Netflix, don't play video games, don't play call of duty. I love those things too. Me right. Too. Right. But the reality of it is, is that, <laughs> You got you to gotta spend time, in my opinion, when you're ramping, the first three to six months in any job is the most important, most exhausted you're ever going to be in that role. Mm-hmm. Like Think about when you first started a job. The first three weeks, you went to bed at seven because you were so tired. Yep. You're so mentally exhausted and drained from what you learned and what you're teaching. You should be like that for the first six months. Because if you've done that for the first six months, you've now mastered that skill set, right? And then now you can move on and, and create that process, roll back in those things you sacrifice and move on from there. 
Yeah, and I think that's something that everyone uh, should remember. And it's always, you know, it's always specific to the person. But it's like if you don't feel like, like if you feel great about mm-hmm. yourself and you're you're doing your thing, cool. But if you're not where you want to be, yeah. then you just have to do a little self inventory. That's it, and that's really all it comes down to. Yeah. But I know that like the more touches I got in, the more I was looking for a bad conversation. Yeah. I was looking for a problem when yeah. I was on the phone so that I could get into the situation right. and get comfortable with it. It's just like being in the batter's box when you you're going from a 75 mile an hour fastball to a hundred mile an yeah. hour fastball. It's the same thing. The speed of the game. See, right? I always, see, I always got, I always, I always got hype. Deals are cool, right? Yeah. Closing deals, hitting the gong, making money. That's all awesome. In my opinion, that's all a byproduct of everything else. Cause mm-hmm. More often than not, you're going to have more victories in that form, which is I got better at this objection yeah. or I figured out how to do this now so it doesn't happen anymore or I figured out how to come overcome this lead intro so I can have uh, better conversations with DMs, right? But the reality of it is is that I'm going to have more of those in wins than I'm going to have deals every single month. Absolutely. So why wouldn't I be more hype when I can overcome that? Because now I know that's never going to happen again. Yep. And that's what I've you know, you get not interested. All right. So how do I overcome that objection? Or what do I say to not even get that objection in the first place? Right. How do I sound better? All that kind of stuff. And then the next time you, you make your next call and you don't get that. Mm -hmm. Now you've just grown a little bit. Yeah. And that's, that's it. Right. Like little micro, like little micro learning that adds up to like a big goal. They don't get in. They say this all the time. What pick a motivational podcast and it says this, right. Mm -hmm. But be obsessed with the process. Don't be obsessed with the end result. That's it. That's the process of the, it, the process is is what gets you to the end result, right? Yeah. The the result end result is a byproduct of the process. So if you're so focused on the end result, you don't know what the process is. Focus on the process, execute that, be excellent at it, and the the end result just happens. Absolutely. And that's why you see some of the best salespeople. They don't really have emotions when they close deals. That's right. Yeah. They, they don't like that's. If you look at the best salespeople, they rarely hit the gong. They rarely celebrate it because they already celebrated the process. It's already over. That's true. Yeah, I wasn't a big gong guy. I no. did it to get everybody else. You did it because you had to. I did it because I wanted you everybody else to like feel Pick a little energy, yeah. but I was kind of like, oh, man, I got to go hit the gong. <laughs> it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Yeah. And now yeah. in the new office, we got to take this long Yeah, the long, trek. The long uh, hike. <laughs> yeah. The walk of shame to it. So let's talk to the let's, – let's, let's talk not only about the, the people that are new, but then what happens when you think you have it figured out and then you yeah. hit a slump, right? Yeah. Um, what do you think the biggest factor is in somebody hitting a sales slump? I think yeah. that um, I, I think it's from you stop growing. Yeah. I mean, you kind of get, it's kind of like, uh, you know, you're used to the speed of the motorcycle. So you're, you, you don't really respect it as much yeah. kind of deal. Right? The, yeah. And it comes down to you start feeling yourself too much. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you think you're good. You got it. Cool. I, I got the process down. I've hit 3K. I've, I've hit quota twice in a row. I'm all good now. Mm-hmm. Right. So because I did it twice, it's just I'm Mr. Automatic. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not the case because you haven't mastered anything yet. You just, let's call it what is you, you did well twice. You did well twice. Right. So <laughs> do well three times, do well four times. And then once you've done it continuously, you now create a habit. And now you can be, be that. Yeah, and even the even when you get to that level, there's pro, there's still like areas where you can like tweak to perfect everything. Yeah, that just still makes huge, huge, like a huge, um, a huge difference when you're sitting in a sales meeting right. or being on a call or, or or whatever it is. Well, and then you get and then you get back to 
the the, the fundamentals. You right? have to, right? That was what to. I was going to ask you. Yeah. Is like, so now you're in the sales slump. How do you overcome the sales slump? Well, that's it. It's fundamentals, right? It's, it's why, I, in my opinion, I think you should continuously train the fundamentals day in and day out, right? It's the, it's the same thing. When when a hitter goes and starts spring training, he starts on a tee. Mm-hmm. He doesn't start against you know uh, the be- Chris Sale, the best pitcher in the league, right? He does, he starts on a tee, and he works his way up into, into soft toss, and then. Uh, works the L screen and then he goes into BP and that's it. Yeah, I had um, who was I? I think it was Tony Robbins was telling a story. I might have mentioned this to you that he started he started practicing kung fu. Mm-hmm. I think it was he was kung fu. I think, and um, the he was training with one of the best kung fu masters in the United States. Right, and he. I kept asking, "What is it going to take to be a black belt?" And there's really seven fundamental moves of Kung Fu that if you master, you're a black belt in Kung Fu. Right. And then he would say that new student or students would always come in and say, can I learn something new? Can I learn yeah. something new? And he'd always say, no, you don't, you don't need you don't, to learn yeah. anything. New. You need, you need to master yeah. the seven fundament- fundamentals of this. And that's going to make you a black belt. Yeah. And it's, it's funny. Like, even if you look at our process from like the cold call to the needs analysis right. and to the demo and to close, right? Like, if you just chunk each one of those up and you can master each one of those, you're a top sales rep. That's it. It's so, it really is simple. Like whether it's our sales process or somebody else's, you got to look at it and say, how can I simplify this even further? Yeah. The more you can simplify, the easier it is. We confuse ourselves when we get in slumps. Cause then one, we don't look at the fundamentals. We, we then look at it and go, okay, now I'm bad. Now yeah, I gotta, you now, think you're yeah. doing the fundamentals. <clears throat> yeah. And then you go back and realize you're not doing it. But at the same time, you start looking at everything else other than the fundamentals and now you've just overcomplicated everything. Yeah, I remember uh, struggling, and it was it seemed like it seemed like two years, but I think it was like two months or two weeks yeah. that I um, I kept getting the objection. I want to think about it. Yeah, like on all my demos at the end, I would get the objection. I want to think about it. And I remember Josh Josh Pate um, coming to me and sticking the needs analysis in my cube, yeah. and just saying you got to just go and you got to check each box. That's it. And so. I started doing that, and what I noticed on the calls that I got, I want to think about it. Oh, I was just forgetting to tell the town square story. Something simple. So they're like, well, I don't really know this company, so let me I go check them you. out. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I want to think about it. And I'm like, what? What are you trying to think about? Yeah. Right? Um, so if we skip steps, which is easy to do once we've got our flow and we're yeah. used to being a, you know, in front of somebody or on the phone or whatever it is in, in your sales job, when you get too comfortable, um, you, if you skip steps, you're going you're gonna to get yourself in a situation where you could hit a slump. And you have to be in a constant state of self-evaluation, right? Not a constant state of self-criticism, right? Because the cri- criticism, you got enough people criticizing you. Right? So if you, criti- if you criticize yourself, you're just going to beat yourself up and tell yourself you can't do it. If you are in a constant state of self-evaluation, now you can look at, all right, what is the core process and am I executing it? It's really, really simple. And and whenever whenever we're in a situation where we're not feeling that good about our performance, mm-hmm. that's when we tend to beat ourselves up and question ourselves, even if we're like the most confident yeah. person in the world, right? So what I what I would start to do and what I what I always suggested to to people that were on the team or whatever is Go do something for someone else. Yeah. Like stop focusing on you. Go coach somebody. Go coach somebody yeah. else. Right. And I think even 100%. you taught yeah. me that. Yeah. And it's like, all right, 
I'm going to stop worrying about why I'm sucking yeah. right now. And I'm going to go over here and pat someone else on the back or give someone else a high five or yeah. tell someone else they sound good on the phone or teach somebody else something else. Yeah. Completely take it out of my own head and get it, it get yourself into a different uh, vibration or well, whatever. And the, re- and the reason we don't do that is because we don't think we are valuable anymore. Right. Because we're struggling. So I th- we think that ourselves, we've tell our- told ourselves, well, I suck. So I have no right to tell anybody else who's sucking. Yeah. Why they shouldn't suck. Right. They're going to be suck. like, well, you haven't sold anything yeah. yet this month. But the reality is you have value. You know the process. So when you take yourself out of your own, your own, your own shoes and you now go coach somebody else, what you end up doing is you end up teaching the fundamentals. And the best way to learn is to teach somebody else. Yeah. Teach somebody else, pat somebody else on the back, all that stuff. Like just that like energy yeah. just to get and and change your like change your patterns. Like mm-hmm. we get into these like little pat, like take a different walk to work or something yeah. like it could be anything Eat really a different breakfast i used to move all around the office tim would be like where are you sitting why are you sitting over here today I'm like eh, i'm not really feeling it over yeah, there right? man i needed a the clean, vibes good over here <laughs> yeah and then i'd be moving back oh, yeah. i need to move back over here um what else you, is there anything else that you want to talk about in these two th- uh, these two topics that um you think would be valuable no i think the only thing right is uh, the power of choice Right. And the reality is the power of choices is, is in everything that we do. Right. When we talk about slumps, we talk about ramping. You have to make a choice. Right. And the, the choice is very, very simple, typically. Right. If I'm in a slump, I have to choose to get out of it. Right. And you have to have the mindset of I'm either going to play the victim mindset, it's, which is, hey, this is why I'm in this in this problem. I'm in this slump. It's I'm getting bad prospects or uh, I keep getting these objections or this that it's the season the or it's too cold game. or it's well, no, it's you. Right. It is you. Everybody else is selling. Right. Why aren't you? Um, so it's saying, making that choice of, okay, cool. I'm going to find a way to get out of this. I'm going to, I'm going to choose the path of what's wrong with me. Right. Cause it's your fault. No one's, it's no one's fault other than yours yeah. for not selling. Yeah. Like maybe I'm, maybe I need to, to prove to myself that I can do this yeah. and get myself that's to it. the level that I And if you can be humble enough to really have that conversation with yourself, that's where you, you got to start there. Cause if you can't, you're just going to constantly be working on other things, but blaming other people or blaming other things. You have to you have to sit there and make the conscious choice and, and sit with yourself and tell yourself, I'm going to I'm going to choose to get out of this and I'm going to choose to make certain sacrifices or I'm going to choose to uh, prioritize certain things or be more focused at work or whatever it might be. Too often we're worried about being cool in the office and getting lunch. Then hey, I'm mm-hmm. going to spend 45 minutes over my lunch break and get better. Yeah, right? it's sacrifice, right? Yeah. Cool. So I think that I think that sums it up, man. Like you know, at the end of the day, whether we're brand new to sales or we're a veteran, whatever, if we don't continue to learn something new right. every week. Learn something new every month. Um, try something new. Mm-hmm. Get out of our comfort zone. And then, like, master the basics even when you're sick of them. Right. We're, you know, there's always room for us to get to another level. 100%. Um, we hope this was valuable and um, great job to everybody that's out there hustling every day and making it happen and building something with the company. Um, that's it. We're out. Get after it. See ya. Thank you.